Welcome to Major League Success. My name is John Harp. I'm a real estate coach out of Columbus, Ohio, where I help run a real estate team of 30 plus agents. Over the last nine years of being in the real estate business, I've been able to coach dozens of agents that have gone from making $0 in real estate commissions to over $100,000 per year. Now, through Major League Success, I wanna give you all of the tools, systems, and processes that I coach on so you can find the success that you want in your real estate business. Now, grab some paper, grab a pen, get ready to take some notes, and I really hope that you uh, enjoy this next episode. Welcome to Major League Success. Uh, my name is John Harp, and on today's episode, I have a very good friend of mine, Renee Wagner. Um, she is with the Columbus House team here at EXP Realty, and um, you've been with us two years. Yep. And when I started this podcast, she she said that she would be on it once went full time, right? Right. Once she went full time in real estate. Um, which we'll get into um, her story here in a couple of minutes. So I just want to say thank you for joining and I'm looking forward to talking to you um, about, you know, just your life and, and how you got into uh, the business. So growing up, how this world works sometimes is actually Renee and I are from the same area of Ohio. So kind of tell me your story growing up, where you're from, and uh, kind of how things were through middle school, high school, and into your college years. Yeah, so um, John and I both grew up in Northeastern Ohio, which is um, about, two, I grew up about two and a half hours from Columbus. Um, I always say Youngstown because nobody knows where Warren, Ohio is, <laughs> but I'm actually from Warren, Ohio, um, even a suburb of that called Howland, Ohio. Um, had a pretty, pretty good upbringing. Um, our our household always kind of grew. Um, mm -hmm. Middle school, my grandma came to live with us as well as my two cousins who became like brother and sister. So we had always a lot of action, always a lot going on. Um, but but yeah, it was um, pretty normal. Uh, I didn't really do a lot of sports, played soccer for a little bit, but didn't stick with that. Um, as soon as I was old enough to work, I started to work. <laughs> that was most of my um, extracurricular activity through high school and all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed high school. Then I went to college at Youngstown State mm -hmm. after I graduated um, high school and pretty much went right into that. Um, I decided to get a degree in applied sciences at, at Youngstown State, which then um, obviously that was dental hygiene, um, which became my my career before this. So dental hygiene, is that something that you always wanted to get into or was it just kind of, you figured that out once you were in college? Well, so I knew what I wanted to go to college for by the time I was in college, but I, um, I how I picked it, it wasn't that I was interested in teeth or anything like that was, <laughs> I, is, right? Right, well, there are those, um, no, but I, I just, I said, what can I go to college for, for the least amount of time, but still make a decent living? So if I hated it, I could go back and do something else. That was literally my mindset. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up with the idea that you probably should go to college. You know, I think people in our, our age bracket, that's yeah. kind of what it was. Um, so, I, you know, I, I looked into a couple other things. I looked into nursing. I looked into becoming a teacher and um, 
dental hygiene originally, one of the, the perks was not working nights and weekends. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's how I picked it. That's how I. Okay. And how long did you, how long were you in dental hygiene for? I was a dental hygienist for 10 years. Okay, cool. Um, and that's pretty much what you did then since graduation. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, um, immediately after graduation, I, I never even worked as a dental hygienist in Northeastern Ohio. I moved right to Columbus with, um, two of my fellow grads and we, we all kind of moved to Dublin and, and worked in the surrounding areas. So were you, um, cause I always say all the time, like I'm not, I'm never going back to Northeast Ohio. So what brought you to Columbus? Like for me, it was college. Um, and then I just stayed here. Um, but obviously you did college in Northeast Ohio. What was it just like, Hey, I want to go to Columbus. Did you know friends here already? Or, uh, so one of the gals that I moved with, um, she was from Lancaster, Ohio. So, um, her plan was always to move back to Columbus. And actually the idea was to go back to Ohio state to, um, further my education in dental hygiene and then possibly become an instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, about three months after living here, decided that's not <laughs> what I was going to do. And I didn't want to do it. Yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah, that's, that's what initially brought me here was the idea to go to Ohio state and do that. But, um, then plans changed once I was here. And then I fell in love with the city because there's a million more things to do here. Right. Um, you know, like, again, I always say the best pizza is still in Northeastern Ohio. It always will be, but, um, but yeah, there's definitely more opportunity down here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So you're, you're dental hygienist for 10 years. What, what made you want to get into real estate or how did that even come across your mind as far as, okay, that's something I want to look into. So I always tell people I had a midlife crisis at like quarter life crisis. Yeah, we'll call it that. I <laughs> called it a midlife, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I, about 27, 28, I was kind of like, man, I, is this what I'm going to do for the next 30 years of my life? And it completely depressed me to think about that. And I mean, dental hygiene is a great career and I know a lot of people in it who love it and they, um, they're passionate about what they do and it's a great family job, but it just felt like no growth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I didn't want to really further my education with being an instructor or even possibly dental school. I just, I didn't have a desire to do any of that. Right. So um, when we actually going through the process of buying and selling was something that kind of sparked the interest, but I didn't even really know the full scope of it until, until I started to research it. And actually what's funny is I thought about being an appraiser, which I don't know if you know that or not. Um, and everyone's enemy of the real estate. I know. And that's what I thought I was going to want to do. Um, but I met with someone and and chatted with her just about what appraisers do. And I realized that's definitely not me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, going through the process, buying and selling, I realized how much it meant to me to have somebody who work, you know, worked for us and, um, you know, got us our dream. And, and so, you know, for me, it was, I, that was so rewarding or that I kind of thought that had to be so rewarding for her as an agent to be able to help us get something we've wanted. Right. Um, and so that was part of what I was lacking, at least for me in dental was that I just didn't feel very rewarded. That satisfaction. Right. Like I'm actually helping someone. I mean, in a sense you are, but you are, yeah, you yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. are. But, yeah, yeah. um, you know, for me, I just, it wasn't, I just it wasn't, wasn't feeling yeah. that. Yeah. 
so was it the process of like going was it the whole process or was it like the process of like the showings because some people love working with buyers and some people love working with sellers um like for me i was like doing the showings and uh, working with buyers one for me it helped me with like when i bought investment properties of oh i liked seeing that in that one house at one time or you know for me i'd always get ideas of my own properties that i that i want to do right was it that actual process or just the whole thing in general I think it was just the whole thing. It was kind of a whirlwind. We didn't have the easiest process. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was, I think just honestly, the, what it meant to me yeah. was one yeah. of the biggest things. And then as I got into it, you know, obviously, um, I enjoy showing homes and I enjoy yeah. working with people being out and about, not stuck in a building. So how long was it from that moment of you buying your house to actually getting your license? Cause I actually don't even know. Um, was it it like fairly quick or was it? Well, it was about a year. Okay. It was about a year. We, yeah. So, um, it didn't take very long. And initially I was kind of, um, which mindset has shifted so much, (laughs) but initially was, all right, well, I'm going to do this as a hobby. And if I'm okay at it, we'll see what happens. And that was kind of my idea, but I always had that want to, to transition yeah so. yeah so when you made that decision um i always ask did you have supporters did you have a lot of doubters i mean because really you're going from a very secured job right paid every two weeks you, you know exactly what you're going to be bringing home to this new world where it's solely based on your efforts and it's it, it can be consistent for a lot of people Right. But for a lot of people, it's not consistent right. as far as the income goes. So I'm always curious, was it mostly doubters? Um, you have a ton of supporters? I'll be honest. I, I do. My spouse is very supportive. So um, that was that was helpful. And without that, I, I don't think I would have been able to, um, to to do it with having a family. You know, you need somebody at home that's taking care of the other things while you're you're right. learning and growing. But um, I had doubters. I I. Um, I realized I had to kind of, you know, get some thick skin because I was telling people, hey, I'm going to school yeah. for, for this. And, and I got a lot of, oh, I knew someone that did that. They never made any money. Oh, I know someone who did that and they were only licensed and then the market crashed or, you know, things like that. Or, oh my God, there's thousands and thousands of real estate agents, which there are. Yeah. But, um, you know, and a lot of people want, love to tell me about the the failure rate. And I, you know, even was my own doubter a little bit, but yeah, I would say that my, my core, my family yeah. was supportive. My wife was supportive, but outside of that, you know, you do have people that say a lot. Do the, were you one that, cause I've interviewed agents where that's fueled them. So did, did oh, you yeah. ever use that as fuel? Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, it puts fire under me for sure. Um, cause I like to prove people wrong. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you have to be careful cause when you're, you're, when you're part of the doubt that that creates, um, trouble, but you know, for me, it was like, well, you don't think I can do this. Watch me. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you get, you finally get licensed. You're, mm-hmm. you're managing, um, two different careers, trying to get started in one. You're well-established in the other. What was that initial, six months like for you was it uh, a lot of struggles did you have instant success kind of dive into that first start off period 
So we were also growing our family Yeah. <laughs> right around the time I decided I like to do a lot at once, go big or go home. But, um, you know, I got a deal right out of the gate um, from a family member and it was really um, like, oh, this is exciting. This is fun. And then it was crickets for a long time. But um, I was also, you know, like I said, growing our family. So I got pregnant throughout all of this. And um, it was, it took a little while to, to get some steam, but during that time, um, I've been lucky enough, obviously to have good mentors be on the team right. and be told what to do during that time. Right. So, you know, I look at it is from that first deal to the next deal, it was a while. Um, yeah. I, I don't even remember how long, but, um, you know, I was just hitting the phones and working on trainings and trying to get to learn because you, you know, you don't know a lot when you start off. So that was the yeah. thing. Was there, um, cause I have a, a vivid memory of the conversations we've had. Um, ultimately I know your goal was always to go into real estate full-time. Right. And I want to touch base because I think it's super, um, it's very common for someone to be able to, to have to balance two different careers. Most people can't just jump into real estate full-time and hit the ground running. Um, and I think this is something that our audience can relate to in the fact of what did that process look like for you? What were some of the, the thoughts, emotions, things like that? Because there's a point when we sat down for goals, um, I think it was your first goal day with us. And you're like, okay, here's you know what I want to do in order to to transition into real estate full time. And then I actually had a goal for you, which I thought was actually doable while managing, what were you working nine to five or eight to four, you know, varied, but yeah, yeah pretty what much. goals as far as what I think you could handle real estate wise, yeah. still working that job. Right. Um, and I remember you were like, this isn't going to work. You I know, am. like, I, if, like if this is all I can do, I'm never going to transition into real estate full time. Right. So what was that like for you managing both the emotions behind it? And then ultimately what made you make that leap of faith? Well, um, you know, for me, having a family, the support system is important because when you're not there, you need to know that someone else is there and, you know, right. picking up the slack. Um, and so yeah, it's hard. And I, was told by a very intelligent person that, you know, you're going to be working two full-time jobs. And um, for me, I had worked two jobs before, you know, my main and then part-time and it is part-time is part-time. You clock in, you know, like I was yeah. serving well, or bartending. When it's a even part-time in real estate, when you're trying to make that transition, right. That part-time of real estate is actually full-time. It's always full-time. So, so, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's always full time and it's not a clock in clock out. So, you know, you've got people calling and texting and emailing and you have deadlines and timelines and, you know, things to it's, it's not easy, but it's doable. If it's what you want, if that's your goal, it can definitely happen, but you have to realize you are going to work two full-time jobs, which you were very good about preparing my expectations for that because that's what it was. I think it was initially that first, shock of like okay here's what they think i'd be able to handle and here's what i think would be able to handle right and i think it was a pretty i don't remember the exact numbers i don't i forget what your exact goal was i think i had like 12 of 10 or 11 deals or something right around you, could, you know one extra a month at yeah. that time given the current schedule but then 
we were able to put a plan in place. Right. Um, you went from five days to I think four days. Initially, yeah. And again, I was pregnant. So <laughs> I was having doctor's appointments. So it, you know, I, it was a lot, you know, I look yeah. back and like, how did we do all of that? <laughs> but um, you do what you, you humans adapt. So, you know, when they're put in a situation, if yeah. it's something you really want to do, you'll do it and you'll adapt to it. But um, so yeah, I was able to cut out Fridays, which was only a half day. Cause I don't know if you remember the way my, my schedule went, but it was only a half day, but to cut that out really, it did free up time. It allowed me to make more phone calls and, and work on all that stuff and training. And, and honestly, I did a lot of showings on Fridays and yeah. through the weekend, but yeah. So, all right, now you're, um, in real estate, um, uh, you're, you're part-time, you're managing both. Mm -hmm. Um, at what point, obviously I know your story yeah. and I know you had a game plan, right. um, but when did you get to that point when you were hundred percent ready to, to jump into real estate? So I had the baby right. um, and I realized that I couldn't have a baby and work two full-time jobs. So one had to go. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I was very getting very excited about real estate and, and enjoying it. And so, you know, my family kind of became that big why factor was right. I was tired of losing time. So it, something just kind of snapped. And I think it was truly identifying my why. And I think that was kind of that January time. And I just started to hit the ground running. And, um, you know, for me, it was, <laughs> again, losing out on that time. I hated it so much. I wanted to just really, really get moving. And then we had a pandemic. So, um, it was kind of my security blanket. And that was part of the issue was I started, you know, seeing some success, definitely right, right. Um, realizing I, I needed to let one of the things go. Yeah. And then again, the world has a pandemic, yep. which was actually the best thing that could have happened to me in my business <laughs> because it ripped my security blanket out from underneath of me. I got laid off of dental, which at the time when it first happened, you didn't know if you were getting unemployment. You didn't know what was happening. Right, um, right. so, you know, it ended up all working out, but I, every day I was just, I was hitting it and, and calling, you know, and just really being consistent. And I gained all these clients that I was like, well, I don't, I can't go back for right. more than a little bit of time. Right. You know, so that's, that's and, I, and I think one thing that helped, um, is we always say, you know, for our team and how we look at things, it's, it's, we do things a lot on, based off of numbers, um, tools, systems, processes. Uh, but for you, like when, when you, before you even made that leap of faith, you know, it was always constant conversations of, Hey, you're never going to be a hundred percent comfortable doing right. it. Especially like if, like, if you come from a family like mine, where it was always salary or W2, yep. you know, no one went out outside of my, my grandfather, no one was out, you know, commission-based you know it was always go to school get that secure job right. and, and work 30 years right. so you always have that in the back of the head right which yeah. you know everyone's scared of giving up the the income but what i tell people in real estate if you if you believe in yourself and you do what you're supposed to do you can get to the point where you never have to worry about right. the income yeah and that's the hard part for a lot of people is is just being consistent and, yep. and we'll touch on that in a little bit but what i was getting as we had a game plan for you you had a comfort level of saving up money 
in order to pull that trigger, mm -hmm. the Band-Aid kind of got ripped off a little bit faster than right. what we were initially planning right. um, because of, of COVID hitting and, and right. 2020. And we came up with an exact number because you said, what do you need in your bank account in order to, to do it? And I doubled that number. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was just because of, you know, um, so there was no excuse that, you know, the security blanket was gone. I had more than what I said I wanted to have um, because I was calculating income. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. And I think that was the, the, an eye opening moment for you of like, okay, secure job. And then something happens out of my control and right. guess what secure jobs not there anymore <laughs> right yeah because that's the whole idea you know people and that was one of the things that you know was said to me was you're gonna go all commission and yeah I mean that's different than mindset wise that's different but you know if you create a con consistent business you, you'll be okay right right so March comes you're out of dental at least short term mm -hmm. you're saying all right I'm all in. I have no other option at this point, right? right. I'm all in. Right. Um, we go through that whole the whole end of March, beginning April. Things are shut down, mm -hmm. uh, and then you had the opportunity to go back. I did, and I loved my boss, so I wanted to make sure you know I was going to help him kind of have a little time to find yeah. somebody. So yeah. I went back, and and I probably wanted to cry every morning <laughs> because I just was you know it was a lot, and I yeah. had. And then, you know, so I went back a little bit in June, May, May, and I was done in June and July was a record month for me on closings. Yeah. So it was just like, it was a whirlwind and, and literally wanted to cry, but you know, I just knew at that point, you know, yeah, you had that taste of like, this is, this definitely isn't it. It's anymore. not it anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's done. <laughs> um, so now, obviously now you're, you're, you're crushing it and we're, we're looking for, um, 2021 goals and right. things like that. So over what is, I mean, we, we talk on a regular basis as far as what your goals are, but what's that one thing that you're really looking to accomplish in the next six months to 12 months? Well, I'm going to double my business. So um, this year with still working some dental, it was difficult to um, get to the exact number I wanted. I mean, I still did well above um, what I did prior, but Next year, um, being full-time the entire year is, you know, the goal is to double the amount of transactions that I did this year. And I guess, is there one or two things that you think you need to implement into your business in 2021 um, to get you to that number that maybe you didn't have this year? Yes, I need to um, follow up. <laughs> and, you know, I do follow up, but definitely creating... Um, time blocks in the calendar to make sure that I am following up with those people who might be, you know, six months from buying, but, um, you know, letting people slip through the cracks was definitely something that I had to, um, I lost out on a few deals just from that happening. And so, you know, creating a consistent follow-up schedule, um, you know, we have a CRM that does so much for us. So there's no reason that, you know, you shouldn't be having designated times with, you know, yeah. it reminding you and telling you what to do. Yeah. So um, I think just that will be one, one big thing. And then, um, you know, one thing I plan to in implement that I think will help is just networking with different people. And, you know, that's been something that I've kind of been intimidated to do. So it's my goal in 2021 is to do things that I'm afraid to do. Awesome. So, you know, awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, um, 
you know, when you make that transition into full time, like you mentioned earlier, you know, when you went from your half day on Fridays to actually having a full day of right. just real estate, it just frees up so much more time for you. But that time also can kill you as a real estate agent, all of that freedom that you have, right. if you're not um, time blocking out your day mm-hmm. to certain activities. Right. And a lot of people, myself including, included, struggle with that, mm-hmm. especially if you're not busy that day. Right. Um, and I know that's something that obviously, you know, we're working on and, right. and things, and she actually has to show me her, her calendar next week. Which is sad, <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's definitely going to be something, you know, in order to get you to double your business, you got to be more diligent with your time. Right. Um, and then the whole follow-up thing, you know, that's the name of the game of real estate. A lot of people don't understand that part before they even get into it. Um, and anytime I go to like a seminar or read a book or a podcast, there's always, I'm always trying to take one nugget or one thing away from that. And we had a guest speaker for our goal day, uh, Mike Odo. And the one thing that stuck with me just from that day, he said for follow-ups, you've already won that business. When you made that initial connection with that lead and you got their information and you said, Hey, I'll touch base with you in a couple months. He said, you already won that business to do that follow-up. Right. So do those first and then prospects. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that, you know, that makes total sense. Like, right. I already got it. I already did the, some of the hard work of actually making that connection initially. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just a game plan of when am I going to touch this person again right. to see where they're at in the process. Yep. Yeah. That's and there's a lot, true. and there's a lot that fall through the cracks. You right. know, it's it's gonna happen, and and the idea is that you build your pipeline, your business up to where right. when those do happen, yes, it's still going to sting. Yeah. But you still have a full pipeline of of some other people. Right, and people appreciate it. Like if you call them back when you say you're going to call them back, um, you know they don't maybe won't remember the first few times you do it, but yeah. you know they do appreciate. It. I'm gonna call you at this time, you know, on this day, and you do it. That's, you know, it's sad yeah. that that's impressive, to me, but it is, so. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, you have one right now to where you followed up with this lead. The lead hasn't even bought a house yet, but they've already referred you someone. Yeah, yeah, and that that happens, because, you know, I just, hey, I, I always get your emails, and I, you know, see that you call, so I'm going to, you know, send somebody <laughs> your way, which is appreciate, and that's the big part of it, is just getting your name, your face um, you know, out there. So people, you're their go-to for real estate. Yeah. So we got, we got in 2021, you want to double your business, right? Next five years. What do you have a big goal? You know, what's funny is I've had to do a lot of reflection on this because, um, it just in general, even planning for the next year and, and thinking of the end of year stuff, um, because it's, I think I was so like in the moment of grind, 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 grind. I, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking of what is it going to look like in a few years, you know? Right. Um, right. And so I basically want to have, I want to continue to build and shape my business to be something that, um, you know, works around my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure that I create balance and, you know, I think that that's so possible to do. You just have to establish it early on. Um, I want to honestly help 
people who are newly licensed. I think that that was so pivotal for me, mm -hmm. having the right people in place. So definitely um, in five years, I'd love to maybe move into more of a, still buying and selling obviously, but right. more helping and mentoring. And I just know what it meant to me. Again, what, you know, things that mean a lot to you drive you. So right, right. Um, having the right mentors and coaches, I mean, there's so many a handful of people that I can call at any point, yep. any time of the day, and they're going to help me and, you know, tell me what to do. And I, I mean, it's been, it's been pivotal, pivotal for me, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I, that's in five years, I definitely want to have my business shaped to where my family is center. And, you know, I've created kind of this life ar around it, you know, and yep. then um, move into some mentorship. Yeah. And that's a great point um, is the work-life balance. A lot of people get into real estate because they want the freedom. They want the time. Right. Some get into it because they want to make unlimited money, which is possible. Um, but then when you actually get into it and you're actually selling 20, right. 30, 40, 50 houses, 60 houses a, a year, mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a team, you have no life. Right? right. So it's like the opposite's actually happening. Yeah. You're, you're working more and then life is happening around your work and what we want um for everyone to do is have work right. be based around their life life comes first then work right um so yeah that's that's awesome and obviously you know continuing on your trend of what you're doing it's definitely gonna definitely gonna get there yeah thank you um so to, to wrap this up i always end with one question um if you could give one piece of advice uh, to our audience that you wish you had um, in the very beginning or at any point in your career, what would that, what would that be? Well, you know, I, I had to think about this one because I feel like I was so lucky <laughs> to get on the <laughs> that, team. I mean, my, my, same here. I mean, and that's the whole point yeah. for me, like you said, you want to get to mentorship for mm -hmm. me. Like, obviously this has been a nine year thing for me, but that's the same exact thing. Right. I felt like I got lucky. I know there's a lot of people out there. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Um, that weren't put into the right situation. Right. And without that, you're just, that's why there's a high failure rate because you don't, you don't have anyone helping you. Yeah. Um, but I, again, felt so lucky to be a part of the team. Um, I know that's one of the main reasons why I am where I am. But one thing I would say is work on your mindset as much as you work on your business because mm -hmm. that's, they go hand in hand. And when you're afraid to do something, do it because that's exactly what you need to be doing. Um, you know, it's like calling people, you know, there are a lot of agents who are scared to call or scared to call in front of someone else. Do it, do whatever scares you because that's where you're going to grow. And that's where your mindset is going to be set up perfectly. And you'll be amazed. I look back on things that I probably wouldn't have done years ago, but I'm like, here I am doing it. So yeah. um, I just think that's the best advice is just do what scares you because you'll grow. Yeah, I love I love that work on your mindset just as much as you because yeah. in sales and real estate, I mean, it is a mindset game. It's mm -hmm. emotions every single way and they change by the minute sometimes, <laughs> sometimes by the hour, by the day. Right. But um, no, that's awesome. So if, if, if our audience wants to reach out to you and, and ask you, you know, any other questions, follow up with you, connect with you over coffee, beer, whatever. What is the best way for them to reach out to you? You can call, text. Um, my phone number is 330-651-0276. You can email me at um, rwagner at columbushouseteam.com. 
Awesome. Awesome. Renee, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Sean. It's been, I've been, you know, trying to get you on for a year, but we're here. Doing what scares um, you. <laughs> I really, <laughs> yeah. I, she says I promised her wine today, but uh, I think I said she was allowed to drink wine, but. Um, Small no. detail. You got to pay attention <laughs> to details. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hop on here, um, uh, share your story and, and to give back. Um, if you guys want to follow Major League Success, you can find it on um any of the social media uh, platforms under Major League Success. Thanks again. Awesome.